What's up, Kyle? Thank you for hopping on the show. It's good to have you. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. All right. So why don't you give a quick introduction about yourself and how you um, got in your uh, got in your adventure with Pinata? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the co-founder and CEO of Pinata. I uh, I co-founded Pinata all the way back in 2018, uh, very very much before NFTs became a, a huge thing, but uh, what what Pinata is, is it's the home for NFT media, which means we um, help manage whatever the files are associated with an NFT, whether that's the images, videos, whatever it is. Um, and the the way I got in the space is kind of like a bunch of other people. Uh, I got interested in crypto back in the day, uh, so like 2015, 2016, I was on Reddit, on subreddits, reading reading about crypto, uh, and got really interested in smart contracts. Uh, with Ethereum back in 2016, um, and I was, you know, just kind of spending time there, and eventually just became confident enough to quit my job at the time to jump into the space full time. Didn't really have a, a plan of of where that was going to go, but uh, quit my job and started traveling around to hackathons and all sorts of uh, things like that, and eventually came to came up with the idea of Pinata along the way. Awesome. That's awesome. Now, what is your perspective of an NFT? Is it is it like a formulas or is it form? Yeah. So uh, the thing that I love about NFTs is um, they can be used for anything. So when uh, when we started Pinata back in in twenty eighteen, we weren't specific to NFTs, but um, what we what we did realize early on is that NFTs could represent any kind of uh, piece of data or any file you could imagine. So that uh, that's pretty flexible in in our opinion. And so you know in the beginning it was just simple images that NFTs were, and and now what we're seeing is that NFTs are actually becoming full blown applications. So people are uploading uh, full applications, attaching them to NFTs, and then um, you know providing the service or, or whatever the application is doing uh, with that NFT. And so what we get excited about is you can take these things anywhere. We believe ultimately any piece of data, any file, um, any application can be an NFT. And it is the future of how data and files are going to be transacted. Every, every piece of data, every piece of every file is going to be attached to an NFT. Uh, most likely on IPFS, which is the the protocol we use, uh, and then those uh, those pieces of data, those files are going to be um, traded and and transacted uh, attached to NFTs. And so, we think it's um, we think it's a super exciting space uh, and is going to go much beyond just simple images and and videos. What you've seen so far, absolutely, absolutely, and I'm super excited to see where it goes next. Now. You mentioned IPFS. Does that have to do with off-chain? Yeah, so uh, IPFS is, or the Interplanetary File System, uh, is a protocol that uh, Pinata runs on top of. Um, and the, the reason IPFS is in the space is because storing data on-chain, so storing it on the blockchain, uh, regardless of which one, is actually really, really expensive. Um, so if you wanted to store just like a gigabyte of data, uh, on Ethereum, it would cost millions of dollars to do so. And so what people do is they use IPFS because of some security properties associated with it 
to uh, lower that cost associated with uh, with storing data. So again, whether it's images, videos, whatever you can think of, people put it on IPFS. Uh, it lowers the cost, but keeps keeps some security properties that are good for blockchain, um, and and just makes uh, it much easier and, and much less expensive to actually manage data associated with blockchains. That's awesome. And you guys have a thing going on with Brave. How is Brave helping with IPFS? Yeah, so uh, essentially with IPFS, uh, it started in 2014 and it's a peer-to-peer -peer protocol. And so what Brave has done is actually embedded a, an IPFS node in your uh, Brave browser. So you can actually mm -hmm. connect IPFS nodes together. Um, so you could you could theoretically connect your nodes to pinata nodes or other IPFS nodes, and you're also able to um, choose your own what's called a dedicated gateway. I won't get uh, too deep down down into the technology, but <clears throat> you can choose dedicated gateways such as uh, a pinata dedicated gateway, or I have my own dedicated gateway called KyleTut.com mm -hmm. uh, that allows me to to serve content on the IPFS network. Uh, through the Brave browser, which is is really exciting and and great for IPFS adoption. Okay, okay. Now, how can users apply custom domains dedicated to IP IPFS gateways? Yeah, for sure. So uh, to back up just a little, what a gateway does is it's really good at like serving content from the IPFS network. Uh, usually, you know, if if you're interacting with an NFT. Uh, there's a high likelihood that that content or that media is is on IPFS and you're actually experiencing it through a dedicated IPFS gateway. Um, and so what people can do uh, with Pinata is they can they can show up uh, to our website and they can actually spin up their own gateways uh, and apply their own names. Like I said, uh, you know, mine's kyletut.com. So any NFT that I end up creating, I actually use these dedicated gateways to serve that content. Uh, whether it again, it's images, videos, uh, uh, music, whatever, whatever kind of content I want to serve related to my NFTs, I use these dedicated gateways to do that. Um, and a significant portion of the the NFT space actually uses these things to do that. Okay. And on the website, you guys have tools that Piana provides. Is it simple to use? Can can a five year old or a ten year old get navigate through the website? Yeah, absolutely. So we tried to make IPFS as simple as possible for, for anybody to use. Uh, and it's where quite a bit of our kind of success has come from. We started out as a developer tool. So we had a technical API that developers could use to upload content to IPFS. Uh, and what we did is we actually ended up making a simple user interface so that anybody could actually use it. Um, so non-technical people, uh, me being non-technical myself, uh, mm -hmm. I couldn't use the API. So I, I wanted, I wanted like a interface that I could upload my content to. So what we've seen is a bunch of NFT creators out there uh, use our use our interface to upload their content to IPFS and ultimately to Pinata, uh, and then they take that content and then they will attach it to whatever their NFTs are. And uh, the the cool thing about IPFS is that it works for any blockchain. So we we get to see uh, people using you know Ethereum, Solana, Tezos, uh, you know, all, all of them, uh, all the blockchains out there. 
uh, to upload their content and then attach it to NFTs. And then they will manage, uh, manage their content um, from Pinata for the, the NFTs that they've sold. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm not really technical savvy either. And ever since I got involved with blockchain technology and crypto is really, it kind of forced me to get, to get knowledgeable about, about hashing and everything. Yeah. There's a, there's obviously an amount of just uh, technical background that you have to have in crypto. And I, I think one of the, one of the cool things about, you know, I've been in the space full time since 2017 is uh, there's been huge advance advancements in, um, you know, not needing to be that technical. I think the growth of NFTs itself kind of shows uh, that the space is getting easier to use, but it's still not quite there. There's there's still some things that could uh, definitely be easier to use. So uh, we're, we're excited to help with that process, but also to see the space advance and, and make it easier for everybody else. Exactly. And then there's always room to grow. Like not everybody knows everything perfectly in one subject. So you always constantly got to trying to learn something at least every day. Absolutely. So what is the future of token gating? Token gating. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when the NFT space first started out, um, everybody in the NFT space actually assumed or kind of operated with this idea that all the content was going to be public. So if you saw an NFT, um, like a board ape or something like that, that image related with the NFT was public and anybody technically had access to that content. What we saw very early on in the NFT space is that people uh, you know, didn't want just public content. And so what they started working on is trying to do private content associated with NFTs. And that's where this idea of token gating comes from. Uh, what we saw in the space is NFT projects like 10K PFP drops and, and things like that were using Discord um, to try to gate content. So what they would do is they would be like, hey, you need to own uh, one of my NFTs. And by owning that NFT, you get access to a private uh, Discord channel. And by having access to that private Discord channel, you could get access to uh, private content or exclusive content associated with that NFT. And us at Pinata being, you know, at the at the end of the day, we we help serve content and, and manage media on IPFS. Uh, we were like, hey, we can actually just kind of simplify this and make it much easier where people could upload content to private IPFS, uh, a private IPFS node, uh, and then serve that content based on whether or not, um, you know, that person owns the NFT. And so that that is what the concept of token gating is. It's allowing or giving access to content based on whether or not you have that NFT sitting in your wallet. Um, and we think it's a it's a very powerful concept that's going to kind of take over the NFT space moving into the future. And we think it's going to be very much the norm where all content or or most content associated with NFTs actually will be private. And you just simply check in your wallet. Do I have the NFT? If yes, I get access to the content. If no, uh, then you don't get access to that content. Um, and we think, you know, whether it's uh, exclusive content like music or access to applications, we think token gating is going to be a basic building block uh, of NFTs. And uh, our, our submarine feature is actually uh, built specifically with this in mind to manage content 
uh, based on whether or not you own the NFT. Okay. Okay. That's, that's really neat. Now, explain how people are going to use assets and consumables in the meta metaverse. Yeah. So um, at Pinata early on, we, we were struggling with this idea that um, all NFTs were valuable. Uh, we didn't, we didn't think that was necessarily true. Uh, and the reason for that is I actually created my first NFT um, in 2018, and I had written my first blog about NFTs in, in 2017. And so I'd been, I'd been thinking about NFTs for a long time, and I realized that, uh, you know, all these things, they, they weren't all valuable. They shouldn't, the price of them shouldn't go up. Uh, and, and, you know, what I had to kind of process and think through is like, okay, what is an NFT? And ultimately what we decided is that NFTs can be anything um, as I've kind of uh, alluded to. And so if you think that is true, then you realize that an NFT could represent an asset uh, and an asset could be something like a building uh, or you know, a piece of property uh, or even like an LLC, like a, a LLC to, to run a business is technically an asset. Um, but it could also be something like a consumable. A consumable would be something like a, a cup of coffee, right? And so if, if we wanna use this coffee analogy, uh, an NFT can represent both the ownership of the coffee shop itself, the business uh, of the coffee shop, uh, but it can also represent the consumable of the cup of coffee. Um, and the thing that is obviously you know, interesting about consumables is ultimately they go to zero, right? When you buy that cup of coffee, uh, let's say for four dollars. Uh, as soon as you have it, technically you do own it. You have, you know, you you have control of it. Uh, but most likely, uh, as you drink it, the price of that coffee is uh, going down. And once you drink all of it, it's going to zero. Um, and so once we put it in this frame of assets versus consumables, uh, we realize that not all NFTs are are created equal, and they're not all the same. And by dividing them or separating them out into these kind of different um, these different arenas, uh, it gave us a clear view on like where we think the space is going to go in the future, which is, uh, you know, there will be asset uh, NFTs that have value and will increase in price. Uh, and those are going to look a lot more like applications or businesses. Uh, and then there's going to be NFT consumables, which uh, will go down in price. Uh, and like once you use it once, it might uh, you ne might never have access to it again, right? Um, and so we think, uh, you know, it's it's basically going to be everything above. Uh, it's going to be everything that's uh, going to be an NFT. Um, and so you just have to realize what it is, and that kind of helps protect you um, in understanding that now, you know, this probably shouldn't shouldn't actually be worth, uh, let's say, a million dollars or or whatever it is. It it should only be worth five dollars or. Or whatever. So yeah, that's that's kind of the, the paradigm that we've created at Pinata to analyze what type of NFT uh, we're working with. Okay. Okay. Is there limitations to what you're looking to help people with their NFTs? Yeah. So we uh, we don't handle minting, um, and it's kind of been a unique position for us as a company. We've never done the minting itself. Uh, instead. We have marketplaces or minting platforms actually integrate with us to, to manage the content and the media, and uh, they handle all the, the minting associated uh, with the NFTs. And 
Um, uh, we like we like that because we want to be experts in making sure that when you're viewing your NFT and interacting with your NFT, you're having the best experience with the content and the media. Um, and then we let the uh, the minting platforms and the the minting projects focus on uh, innovating with the NFTs. The the other unique thing we've found is that um, a lot of these projects want to create their own their own contracts, their own NFTs. Um, and if we were to come in and say, hey, this is this is the type of contract you should you should be using, um, a lot of them actually wouldn't use that contract anyway. So um, it it puts us in a nice position to um, you know get to focus on the content and the media, and they get to they get to focus on um, you know building cooler. Uh, and better NFT contracts. All right, all right. Yeah, earlier we were mentioning about like, you mentioned something about real estate in the metaverse. I, I was just thinking of my friend, he's actually in the real estate, actual real estate in the yep, real, world. Yep. And he's like thinking about going into, going into the metaverse and buying real estate. And I was just thinking that was pretty cool how how things are more evolving towards technology and how, and how he's going to be able to make money in a different arena in technology. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a very cool concept. And, um, you know, I, I'm not a speculator or anything like that. I like, uh, I don't, you know, flip, I guess, NFTs, if you will, but, um, <laughs> the, the idea of, you know, there being more valuable places, uh, associated in the metaverse makes, makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, the other the other interesting thing we've seen in the NFT space is people are, are trying to use NFTs to represent uh, real property. Um, and what's interesting about that is it's actually a very difficult thing to do. And the reason for that is anytime you're trying to connect a real world thing to a uh, an NFT, uh, there's always the risk that the NFT doesn't actually do a good job of representing that, uh, let's say, piece of property. And the, the reason for this is because at the end of the day, you need really good data to represent an asset or represent something. Um, and it's very difficult to get good data associated with real world assets uh, to represent it at represent NFTs. And so what we like, um, we like to see is how people are, are trying to make that connection between the the real world, if you will, and uh, digital NFTs, and and how can you do that in a secure and, and reliable way? All right. Now we're coming close to the end. Is there any final words about NFTs that you want to bring up before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, just what I would say is, uh, I really do think NFTs are going to be full blown applications. So instead of going to uh, you know, the app store um, or the the play store, uh, you know, you're probably going to go to something like OpenSea and, and that's actually where you're going to interact with and, and get new applications, uh, which is a, is a really exciting kind of paradigm and a cool way to think about things. Um, and it really kind of opens up um, how, how you think about NFTs and how people are actually going to be able to monetize um, and build businesses associated with NFTs. And that's the thing we're most excited about is, is how do we help people build um, businesses using using NFTs and, and help them be successful uh, doing so? Excellent. Excellent. 
Hey man, I really appreciate you coming out on the show. I had, I had a really good time talking about this and you definitely helped me gain some knowledge about NFTs and blockchain technologies and IPFs. And I know you're a busy guy dealing with blockchain. It's got a lot on your mind, man. I'm pretty yeah. sure you're up to your eyeballs with things to do. So Absolutely. thank you, dude. Thanks again. And yeah, thank you. Best of luck with your endeavors. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. No problem, dude. Take it easy. Thank you for tuning in to Crypto Kid Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. And if you are feeling generous, please help support my channel. You can become a monthly subscriber in the links down below. Or you can donate to my Bitcoin wallet also in the link down below. Appreciate as much help as possible. And... If I don't have a coin listed on there that you like, that's your favorite, let me know and I'll put the wallet for that. Only on Coinbase though. Thank you so much. And hopefully y'all keep investing in cryptos and keep rocking the world and conquer everything that you can.